Well, this is a fun chance to talk about an excellent cause. The Texans have my cause, my cleats this week, and that's something we're all familiar with. All these players get to design a cleat that they get to wear, and it's for a charity or for a cause that they're behind. And right now we got DeAndre Carter, yes, sir. punt returner, receiver. You could do it all. I mean, you could probably play some other things, too, if you needed to. If they asked me to, I could do it. You yeah. could do it. I know. I know. But you've got an excellent cause. Tell us about what your cleats look like and why you chose them. Yeah, they came out nice. Juvenile diabetes is my cause. You know, I was diagnosed when I was younger, 14 years old. Blue, blue and red. Mm-hmm. You know, great design. They came out great. Love them. But the blue is obviously for you know, juvenile diabetes and everything. So, uh, yeah, man, excited to put those pictures out there, go out there and represent that cause so we can bring some awareness to it. Yeah, a lot of people in, in the country, a lot of people worldwide have diabetes. Most of those people have type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And folks like you, and actually folks like me too, Yeah, we are type 1 diabetics, exactly. which means we need insulin to, to help control things. Right. So it's a little bit little bit smaller, well, a, a lot smaller segment of the, the diabetes population. Mm-hmm. And not many NFL players have this have this exactly. uh, this disease. I mean, I know there have been a couple that have come through the Texans. Jay Cutler is the most famous NFL player. That's I think, the one that, that comes to mind. I know Patrick, mind, yeah. Pe- Patrick Peterson has it as well. Patrick Peterson. See, I yeah. did not know that. But there's not many that have this. What's it like playing? NFL football with diabetes. Once you get, you know, I've had it, you know, for a while, so I got a pretty good control over it. But uh, it's just an added responsibility that you got to make sure you stay on top of right. checking your blood sugar throughout the game, halftime, in between quarters and things like that, making sure blood sugar is not too high, not too low yeah. during the game and things like that or practice. It's not a, a big burden, just some extra that you got to make sure you stay on top of. And that's kind of one of the, the keys here. It's... Mm. It was once a, a terrible thing. It's, it's a bad illness, but it was yeah. once just debilitating for a lot of people. But you're an example of somebody that's thriving with yeah, it. Exactly. It's definitely, you know, just making sure people know that you can still do whatever it is that your your goals, your dreams, your aspirations are. Even if you have this diagnosis, as you can see, I'm still able to go out and do my job at a high level. But it's not, it's not like you said, it's not something that's debilitating, that you can't do anything. Very Once you get control over it, get a good manage on it, then it's pretty easy to go out and do, live life. As a regular person. No doubt. Now, you're in your mid-20s. You got diagnosed, though, right before your freshman year of high school. What, mm-hmm. what happened? What, what was the change? Right. Or so, changes? Yeah, so I'm right before, like I said, before my freshman year, we're actually in, like, football, summer workouts and things like that. But I started losing a lot of weight really fast. I got down to, what, 76 pounds, I think it was, from... Probably one. I was one fifty then, a little lighter. Wow. But, uh, but I lost a lot of pain, a lot of weight. Going to the bathroom, you know, urinating a lot. So I, I was sleeping a lot, like way more than normal all throughout yeah. the day. Sleeping, I was probably sleep maybe eighteen hours out of the day. And this uh, is in a span of about like a month or two. Month or two, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And it was all going crazy. One day football practice, I couldn't make it through practice, so my coach sent me home. Told my dad I wasn't feeling well and everything like that. And I went home, started throwing up, crazy everything. Uh, so my dad took me to the hospital. And then they ran the test and everything, and they told me I had type 1 diabetes. And it was yeah. type 2 runs in my family. Right. So I was familiar with it, but the insulin part of it was new to me, which, you know, I'm insulin dependent. So mm-hmm. it took a little bit of a time to get adjusted to it and everything. But uh, once I got used to it, it wasn't too bad. So what's that mean? You're insulin dependent, but does that mean are you giving yourself shots? 
you know, are you on an insulin pump? There, there are different ways to do it. So what's that mean for you on a daily basis yeah, as yeah. far as the insulin? Yeah, so there's there's different ways to do it now. They got pumps. I li- I'm kind of old school. I like to use the syringe and, the mm-hmm. you know, the, the needle and everything because I feel like I got a little bit more of my own control over it. Right. But I have uh, Dexcom. It's like a continuous glucose monitor, which tells me my blood sugar all throughout the day and everything. So if uh, you're too high. Too high. You got to give yourself gotta some insulin. Got to give myself some insulin. And too when low. low Orange juice, Gatorade, candy, anything to get it up. Sometimes you know, it's kind effective. of sometimes it's kind of nice when you get low. Oh yeah, you get, low, get a little treat there. Get a little treat because yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to be good yeah. the rest of the time. But, the rest yeah. of the time, you know, trying to keep your carb intake sugar down, but uh, you can get get those lows, get a little a little snack. And in some ways, it's probably helpful that you work for the Texans and, and work for an NFL team because of the medical staff that's on hand to you know, support you, help right, you out, and right. all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, the right? guys here training room real great, staying on top of it, anything that I need. My prescriptions, my medicine, if yeah. I'm low during practice or high during practice or whatever, they're always right on top of it. So great, great staff here. Do you interact or come in contact with folks that have type 1 diabetes? I mean, it's typically kids get diagnosed, but you're seeing older people now get diagnosed with mm-hmm. it too. You're active in the community. I mean, we always see you doing stuff Tuesdays yeah. and going to hospitals or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, I imagine you run into diabetics from time to time. Yeah, from right? time to time. And then it's... It's it's fun, you know, to share. Not, I wouldn't say fun. It's it's definitely a, not a good thing to have, but right. Uh, but to share those stories, you know, those you know, being guys or people overcoming it and still being su- successful and productive in society. And when I run into the kids, just letting them, because you know, when you're young, you kind of you kind of feel like an outcast. You yeah. know, kind of not a lot of not a. I mean, kids have it, but it's not common. It's not common, right? You know, and more than likely, you'll be one of few kids in your school to have it uh so kids kind of feel like an outcast sometimes but you know just kind of giving them the confidence to know that they'll be okay they'll be able to do everything they need to do uh that they want to do through life uh and not to be shy about it that's awesome deandre carter we're really excited to see you in those cleats on sunday against the broncos i'm calling my shot you're gonna take one back you're going to the house okay Okay, i like that call let's make it happen all right deandre carter thanks so much for the time and we'll talk to you in a bit thank you appreciate you